Shalom Aleichem, Mishnah Yomi is continuing in Pesachim, uh, chapter 2, Mishnah Ches, Mishnah number 8. Ein notlin kemach, we do not place flour. Now this is flour from one of the five grains we mentioned that can become chametz and can be used, therefore, for the mitzvah of matzah. But since they can become chametz, they are dangerous. So ein notlin kemach latoch haroset, we do not put it in our haroset. And the Mepharshim point out this is not just the haroset we make for the Pesach Seder, but any sort of liquidy fruit dip it was common. They would grind up fruits, make sort of, sort of dip, and you dip your meat into that. So we don't put flour into that on Pesach, because if flour exposed to liquid can become chametz pretty quickly, uh, within 18 minutes, as we'll see. Oh, and not within the mustard. So if they have some sort of ground-up mustard, they're making some sort of dip, some sort of spice, a condiment, we do not put flour from these grains into the condiments because it could become hametz. If you did add some flour into these, you have to eat it immediately, meaning before 18 minutes have elapsed. Verbi Meir, Meir says you can't eat it immediately because there's a danger that some of it will start to ferment and become hametz immediately. Uh, the Mepharshim say that the Chachamim actually say if it's added to haroset, to fruits with the juice, it could become hametz immediately. But it's only when it's added to mustard that perhaps they could eat it immediately instead of having to burn it because it might already be chametz. Now, speaking of dips that we use for meat, they now switch topics to talk about how we prepare the carbon Pesach, the offering itself, the Paschal lamb. Ein mevoshlin at a Pesach. We do not do bishol on the on the Pesach. Bishol means cooking in a liquid, cooking in water. Loba mashkin, not with any. Juices, loba me peirut, not with fruit juice either. But you can anoint the meat, you know, smear some some sauce onto the meat and dip the meat into sauces. There's actually a discussion if this means during the cooking process with basting some sort of sauce or it means davka after the roasting is done. We're going to see later how the, exactly the carbon Pesach is roasted, that after it's done, perhaps it could be eaten with some sort of liquids. Now the Mishnah finally gets back to the topic of the danger of hametz. The, use, the, the water used by the baker. Now this is apparently if his hands are getting warm, he'll dip his hands, which have some flour, some dough residue, into water to pull them off. You have to dump it out. The water itself with little dough particles can become chametz and make other things chametz. So we've got to dump it. And again, we're going to dump it somewhere sloped so it all flows downhill and absorbs. Something we talked about in Eruvin about wastewater on Shabbos. So we don't want this water to be a pool of chametz dika water. Great. Mazel tov on to chapter 3. Mishnah Olav. Eilu overing the Pesach. These things you must remove on Pesach. There is a chametz problem here. Kutach habavli. The Babylonian kutach, this is a substance used as a dip that comes up frequently in the Gemara. Apparently it's made of uh, rotten, moldy breadcrumbs and spoiled milk. So it has sort of a tangy spiciness to it. Don't recommend you make this at home, but they had a recipe. It was delicious. It was a fine cuisine over there, but it has breadcrumbs. So even though the breadcrumbs are getting uh, old and moldy, they are still breadcrumbs and hummets. Shechar Hamadi, the Median beer. Now, this was a barley beer, a chametz beer. Uh, Rav Papa was also made beer. He frequently made beer out of dates, which would not be a problem as long as it did not have grains in it. Uh, the chametz ha'adomi. 
the Idumian vinegar, which had some barley in it, the Zetum Hamitsri, and the Egyptian Zetum, which is a drink containing barley, saffron, and salt, so some sort of Egyptian beer. The Zoman Sheltzaboyim, the water with bran soaked in it used by dyers, so they use this to make red dye and to soak bran. The Amilon Sheltabohim, and an Amilon is, is kind of like a, it's like bread made of unripe grains used by cooks, and this is sort of, it's not really for eating. It's dough placed around the edge and the top of the pot to sort of absorb the schmutz that's boiling over and absorb the smell. The colon shell sofrim and a glue used by the sofer. And this, this had some flour dust in it to bind together the paper or the parchment. Now, all of these items above contain some sort of hummets in some sort of quasi-edible form. Now, the mission will bring an opinion that's more machmir. Rabbi Lezer Omer, aftachshite nashim even cosmetics. Now, these cosmetics contain hummets that's in an inedible form, like highly concentrated alcohol. Well, depending who you ask, that might still be edible, but typically the hummets that's in cosmetics is not something that's edible, at least not by humans. It's called hummets nuksha. It's like hummets that's over-hardened and inedible through normal means, but he also bans that. Anything from these grains, these five grains, you've got to remove it by Pesach. It's hametz, even though the hametz is, you know, not really typically human edible. And the Torah warns you about it with a prohibition, but not karet. So what they're referring to is eating actual hametz on Pesach is an iser karet, which is a very, very serious Prohibition, very bad. Do not try that anywhere. Um, but eating this chometz nuksha, it's not really eating because it's not really food and it's not really edible. So if it happens to be accidentally consumed, again, it should not be consumed. It's an azhara. It's it's biblically prohibited, but it's not a karet. Have a great day and be well.